Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. I am your Systems and Workflow BFF, Dolly DeLong. And I just want to thank you again for choosing to tune into another episode. Seriously, it means the world to me, you all. So when this episode airs, it should be around Valentine's Day. So in true mom fashion and cheesy mom jokes, I'm hoping you are having a sweet week. So to sweeten your week even more, let's talk about systems and workflows. And specifically, let's talk about the sexy, not so sexy topic of financial systems, because that always seems to be like a hush topic, but yet a hot topic. So we are diving into that this week. And you all know how much I love encouraging you, the listener, to dig into the back end of your business's numbers and data, because I believe it directly correlates with your growth, and it does impact your bottom line. So on this episode, episode 65, I wanted to bring a very special guest who I talk about constantly on previous episodes. I've spoken about her on my blog posts. I've spoken about her on social media. And so you all are in for a treat today. Now, before I formally introduce her, I just want to share some things that she's helped me out with my business. So This guest literally helped change the trajectory of my own business financially, and she helped me see the value of running my business in a more lean and healthy fashion, and she also helped me save up for a VA, which has been invaluable to me through my maternity leave, and she also helped me see that I could, in fact, take a full month off and live in Montana with my boys without fear of not working, not making money, because I was prepped financially with her guidance. And finally, her podcast, Consider the Wildflowers, is always in queue in my earbuds because I love learning from her and her guests so much about just the behind the scenes of business decisions and real life conversations that a lot of people don't talk about in business on the online space. So I've learned a lot from her. And okay, so let's just introduce her. Shanna Skidmore is here (laughs) on the show. And before we dive into the topic of financial systems, Shanna, do you mind introducing yourself to the audience so that they can get to know you more? Dolly, you're the sweetest. Thanks for having me. And I literally was kind of tearing up over here just hearing everything that you have shared. Thank you for that. It is an honor, truly, and a privilege to do what I do every day. We cannot start crying already. (laughs) As a new mom myself, I know the value in getting to spend time and having freedom and flexibility in your business to spend time doing the things you love or being with the people you love. So what I get to do is such a gift. So hi, I'm Shanna Skidmore. I am a former Fortune 100 financial advisor. I have worked in finance now for over 15 years. I have 
degrees in money and business and psychology and an art degree. And I always joke that I felt like a misfit puzzle. I never knew how all those interests and passions fit together. And so I worked in finance and personal finance for a long time and for about five years and right after college. And that's where I met my husband, Kyle. And then he wanted to go back to school. And so we moved to Atlanta, Georgia from Tennessee, where I was born and raised. And that's actually where I got my introduction into corporate finance. And I was hired by an investment firm. So I always say, think Shark Tank, but not Shark Tank. So they were working with a startup fashion designer. And that's who I got to work with. So I did all the operations and finance for her business for about 18 months. And that is where I saw all of the ways my brain works come together and that someone can be great at their craft, but the business side doesn't always come as naturally. And finance and business isn't taught in any education. Now I started, you know, quote unquote, creative fields, which I think everyone's creative. My husband's an engineer and he's one of the most creative people I've ever met. So now we work with real estate agents and I just had a medical clinic reach out to me. I've worked with pharmacies and eye doctors and anyone needs to know how to run a business. And so what I saw were the fundamentals of business, pricing, profitability, understanding how much you should be spending on overhead versus cost of goods versus what should my profit be. In business, there's actually a lot of pretty standardized numbers and formulas. And so I was teaching this one-on-one And I got to the point where I was charging tens of thousands of dollars to consult with businesses. It was totally worth it because I would see them turn around their profit 4X, 5X, 10X, an amount of 12 months, which is amazing and so wonderful. But I thought I keep saying the same things over and over and over. What if I could create almost like the business course that I wish art schools and pharmacy schools and anyone wanting to be an entrepreneur could take? And that's in 2016 why I developed the Blueprint Model. And that's where I teach fundamental finance for business owners. So you can know how much money should you actually take from your business? Are you pricing for profit? Like, what is a formula for that? I mean, it's been super freeing. I've worked with thousands of business owners now around the world. And to give these standardized numbers and formulas where people can know with certainty, yes, I am pricing correctly. Or you know what? I did overspend last year. I really wanted to take that class or go on that trip or whatever it is. So every single day I get to help more people work for themselves and to get more freedom in their life and flexibility in their schedule. And now my husband and I work together. We hope it's a legacy we pass on to our daughter, Madeline, and to all the entrepreneurs we get to work with. So clearly I love what I do. It's truly a blessing. And Dolly, thank you for your testimonial of sorts because it really lights me up and fuels me to keep doing the work that we do. Everything I said about you is true. And this is not in my notes. For those of you who don't know, who can't see, I'm an avid note taker and I have notes to stay on topic. And I'm going a little off topic right now, Shanna. (laughs) I just want to share with you that like you served as one of the catalysts to help me understand more about finances. And even my husband has noticed that change in the past year. And he has expressed so much gratitude and appreciation. And he's always like, wow, like you're finally paying yourself and wow, you're doing this and you're actually taking time off. So he has noticed a difference too. And so I feel like I'm just now getting started and 
knowing more about my money and where it's going and like how to be lean with it, that has been a game changer for me. And it continues to be a game changer for me. Dolly, you're the best. I remember when you reached out and were considering taking the blueprint model and it's an investment of money. It's not inexpensive. It's also a big investment of time. I mean, you have to sit down and you have to, like with the work you do, create workflows and systems in finance and in your business. And you wanted to make sure it was the right investment for you. I know that you were like, can I do this? And I think so many people who are either feeling intimidated by money or wouldn't call themselves a number person, I want to empower each person to almost simplify numbers. So for you feeling geared with like, what are the few numbers I have to know and the few numbers I need to look at? And I think you would say like, that's what you feel empowered. It's not like you're walking around like, oh, I'm going to be a CFO now, Um, but you're going to pay yourself and you know how to take a maternity leave. Like that's the beauty. Make the finance side work for you because it, it complements the business you want to create is complemented by running your numbers the way you want. So I love hearing that. Well, thank you. So just a testimony to BPM and to you. So thank you for that introduction. And again, I have to admit I'm fangirling over here, of course, but I'm also very thrilled that my audience gets to finally meet you because like I shared before, I talk about you constantly. I talk about money and setting up systems for your finances constantly on this podcast. And I know that anytime the topic of money comes up, I know that creatives either like shrink back or they want to learn more. They're curious, but they just don't know where to begin. And so I am so excited about you sharing your systems with us and like just a simple system to get started with money. And as you may or may not know about this podcast is that I like to get down to the nitty gritty details right away. Like I treat this like a masterclass episode because my wish and hope is for the creative business owners listening to this to take action right away. And my hope is that after listening to this episode, they will have immediate action steps to take and implement a financial workflow that not only makes sense, for their unique business, but it's easy to understand and it's easy to apply. So are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. My favorite thing. Yes. Let's talk money. So Shanna is going to be sharing a system for you all today called how to conduct an effective money date for your business. And essentially this is her money checklist and what you should be looking for numbers wise every month and how to track your numbers, etc. So Shanna, I'm going to let you kick us off because again, I'm not a CFO or anything, but I just like to learn how to apply this to my business. So let's do it. So as I mentioned before, my husband and I worked together in finance long before we ever got married, started our business, but we always were very competitive with each other. So we would get together on Friday mornings we would grab breakfast and we would go over our numbers for the week. And that when we worked as a financial advisor, it was how many calls did you do? How many clients did you book? How many policies did you write? That kind of thing. And so we lovingly started to refer to this as our money date. And so it kind of just stuck. When we got married, we would have money dates as well. And we would sit down and we would talk about our personal finances. What are our goals? Are we overspending in any areas? What is some debt we want to pay off? So we would have these monthly money dates. 
So when I started my business and I started working with business owners, I'm sure, Dolly, that you've heard of like a duty day or I don't think that's the funniest name, but where people work on the back end of their business. And it is so true. We can get so busy just doing the day-to-day client work or, you know, whatever we're doing, that the back end of our business just really gets neglected. And I know this is your, I'm speaking your love language right now, like loving on the back end of your business. And so I was like, what if we created a money workflow that all of our students and clients could follow? And so we just used our little loving term of money dates and it kind of stuck. I mean, so we've done this now for almost 10 years. We've taught this to our students and clients and we call it your monthly money date. Um, So we do this once a month. We do have clients that want to look at their finances more often. And so they'll do it weekly. And I always tell people, find the consistency that works for you a minimum of once a month. And now inside of my membership and mastermind program, I actually lead students through this every single month. We do it on the first Thursday of the month and just have kind of that silent co-working. It's just for accountability. And so you can find a group of entrepreneurs and do this and just sit together and go through this checklist. You need about four to six hours, depending on how quickly you work and how thoroughly you want to look at everything. We do it together as a group in two hours. I don't always get through everything, but I block off one day a month to work on the financial side of my business. You can combine this as well with that quote unquote duty day. There's got to be a better word for that. No duty day. That just sounds so funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) So work on like your finances and the back end of your business. If you can just carve out one day a month to stay on top of it. So I always tell people I'm a finance person. I love my bookkeeping. I still do it all in house because I just want to know all the tedious numbers. And so I do all of that myself, but working on my finances, doing all my bookkeeping, looking at the back end of my business, it truly just takes one day out of the month. And so I say stick to it like Christmas. And even though I love doing my bookkeeping, I have been in situations when before scheduling this money date where I was getting two, three months behind on my bookkeeping. And so I just want to always tell people to give yourself grace, but it feels so good. Like this year, my books are ready for my CPA. I'm on top of it. And that's what doing this every month will do. So that's the first schedule a money date in your business. And I would love to walk through Dolly, just what I do on that day and let everybody just make yourself a checklist. The first thing that I do, actually, we use Asana as our task management software. Dolly, I know you love Asana as well. Do you? actually use Trello. Okay, Trello. So Trello, Adepsado, any kind of task management software. We, I love Asana on my side. Everybody, they all are very similar. Just find the one that works for your brain. I set up this workflow in Asana as a template. And I'm sure it's the same in Trello. Mm -hmm. So that way, I think it was Albert Einstein who said, never memorize anything you can look up. And so I'm like, once you create your money workflow, Dolly, I know you're on board with this, create that workflow. And then for me, I can just duplicate it every single month in Asana. So I never have to remember all of these tasks because there's a lot of tasks, but that way I just work through it. So That's my very first thing on my money day is duplicate my task in Asana so that I have the template for the upcoming month. Now, as I mentioned, I also do all of my bookkeeping in-house. So if you have a bookkeeper, these first few steps will be done for you, which is really great. But since I do my bookkeeping in-house and anybody who's 
doing their own bookkeeping, whether you use a bookkeeping software. We use QuickBooks Online, which I highly recommend. Um, a lot of my students use Wave, which has come with great reviews, or all my students in the Blueprint model receive an income and expense tracker in a Google Sheet. So you can also just manually do this. You want to go through and categorize all of your spending. So that's step number one after you duplicate the task in your template is to categorize all of your spending. So that means pulling up your business bank account and going through your bookkeeping software or if you're putting it into a spreadsheet, inputting all of those categories. So you want to say, okay, this expense was for meals. This expense was for labor. This expense was for a new education purchase. You just want to tell whatever system, your tracking system, where your money went. And that's just really helpful to know, like where did all of my money go this month? I always look at that. How much did I spend? Um, So that's step number one. We have um, a business account and then a business credit card. So I do that for both. And then I want to input all. So step number two is input all of your income. Again, if you have a bookkeeper, they're doing this for you. We want to go through and categorize your income as well. One of the biggest things that I see when I'm working with clients is I'll receive a profit and loss statement and a bookkeeper or they've done it themselves or however. It just says sales. Everything just goes into sales. And that's a great place to start. It's like, great. Well, now you know what your revenue is. If you live here in the United States, the IRS will be happy. They need to know how much your revenue is. So that's step number one. But if you can get to a place where you're categorizing your income, so it tells you information. So as a CFO, what I do, I analyze the data. So like a CPA is filing it with the IRS, your bookkeeper wants to make sure it's categorized correctly. The role of a CFO and what I teach my clients to do in the blueprint model, I'm kind of, you want to be your own CFO. How do strategically analyze those numbers? So if you can break your sales down by either your packages or For me, we have education products. So I want to look at which ones are bringing in certain revenue. So we have ours broken down into several, I'm sure you've heard of like income streams. So breaking that down will give you an additional piece of information if you want to get a little more detailed. So our money comes in through Stripe or PayPal or however you receive income you want to go through. And that's step number two. Okay. Okay. Dolly, we feeling good? I feel great. I'm writing this all out. Okay. All right. So. To recap, just have some place where you keep this in a template, whether it's a Trello board, Asana, that makes it simple. Then to do your bookkeeping tasks, if you're doing your own bookkeeping, put in your expenses first, then your income. And then in the accounting world, the third step is what we call reconciling your accounts. So I always associate this to the good old days of when we had checkbooks. Yeah. Right in a checkbook. That was a little ledger that I keep in my wallet. Like just whenever I use my credit card, I just need to track it. You're so on top of things. Very old school. I'm like an 85 year old woman stuck in a, in 2023. (laughs) Well, the good news is you get to balance your checkbook every single month in your business where you pull up those bank statements, pull up those business accounts and just make sure it all matches. That is the goal of what's called reconciling your accounts. And if you have a, bookkeeping software like QuickBooks or Wave does it as well, you can actually go through and check mark every single entry so it matches. You just go to reconcile account and it'll walk you through it. 
technically for your books, your bookkeeping records to be accepted, if you're here in the States by the IRS, they have to be reconciled. And reconciling is your friend because that just ensures that there's no double entries. I love reconciling because it's like, have you ever found you return something and then that return never processed or that's what going through this every single month will find you so much money. I did this one time. I'm embarrassed to admit this is my first year in business. I had a client that asked me to change up their payment plan. So I had, I think a six month schedule and they wanted to break it up a little bit more than that. And so I said, okay, that's great. But you know how it is. If you break your workflow, you break the workflow. So you forget somehow six months later, I was six months behind on my bookkeeping. This is why keep a money date. Six months behind on my bookkeeping. I realized I never billed her. I mean, six months after her project was complete, I realized I never billed her for one of those additional payments. And that was the thousands of dollars out of my account because at that point I didn't feel comfortable being like, oh, actually I didn't charge you enough. And so this, again, it's tedious, but there's so much money you will find or save or stay on track with. So reconcile those accounts and stay on your money date. If you have a bookkeeper, they should be doing steps one, two, and three for you. Yes. So at the end of each month or whatever schedule you're on with your bookkeeper, you would want them to send you the reports that all this is done. So you would want to see your profit and loss statement, um, which we'll get to as another step in the process. But they will do these one, two, and three for you, entering expenses, entering income, and then reconciling your accounts. Nice. Entrepreneurship is fun. At least I think so. But most entrepreneurs struggle in one very important area in their business, finances. Did you know you can create systems around your money too? Systems in finance can allow you to keep track of your finances, plan for tax season, monitor expenses, and prioritize your money so that you're always turning a profit. And it doesn't have to be mind numbing. As a creative business owner, you need to understand the numbers behind your business. So let's make that happen. For just $27, you can grab my bookkeeping template for creatives. This easy to use automated spreadsheet will help you track your expenses, guide you through the spreadsheet with video trainings, and dig into basic data that will influence the numbers of your business. So grab the bookkeeping template for creatives in the show notes of today's episode and use the code podcast, all one word, for 20% off. Let's keep going. We feeling good? Feeling really good. Tedious. Details. Dolly. Okay. So from there, we have in my business what we call a client tracking document. It's something I teach all of my students to do as well. It's a way to really book, if you're service-based, inquiries versus booking. So that's actually the next step in my process. Someone on my team fills this out now. But it's really good to track how many inquiries you have, how many people are booking. And so you just want to make sure that's up to date. And if there's any inquiries just sitting out there that haven't gotten back to you, to follow up with them. So that's actually step four in the process called 
fill out our client tracking and update that client tracking document. If you're a service-based business, it's a simple document we use in Google Sheets. If you are a student in the Blueprint model, you get a copy of the spreadsheet and it'll just walk you through how to track your inquiries and booking every month. Even if you're not in one of my programs, I highly recommend all service-based professionals have some type of document like this so you can see if you're booking well, where people are falling off in the process. You can also see high and low seasons. We track inquiry months versus booking months. This has been really helpful. People ask me a lot, like, how do you take a month long sabbatical? Or like, you can't really plan your maternity leave. It just falls when it falls. But I've had a lot of people implement sabbaticals once they have this document because like, I never book anything in July or when we lived in Minnesota. There's no events in Minnesota in February. Everybody's inside. So knowing that, it's like, well, take the month off. Why not? So that's just a little client tracking document from there. So from there, so step number five, you want to pay any bills that you have in your business. So most of our bills are all set up to auto pay. I highly recommend auto paying as much as you can. But if you get bills from, so we have a copywriter that does contract work for us. I have a virtual assistant that does contract work for us. Any kind of bills that come in like that, we will schedule those to be paid. So we would pay our VA every two weeks. Sometimes you have to do that more than once a month, but that's really helpful just to make sure any outstanding bills are paid in your business. Okay. So what are we on? Number six. From there, we also want to send out any invoices or payment reminders. So People ask me a lot, like, how do you not look at your bank account or do these things? It's like, I just, once you have this system in place, you know, everything's taken care of, which is great. So when we onboard new clients, we let them know how we bill. And something that we say is we're going to bill you once a month. That's works in our business for other people. If you stick with Dolly, she'll teach you how to do it all in Dubsado. Um, <laughs> and so just making sure if there's any outstanding payments at this point, we have a lot of student subscriptions, hundreds, if not thousands of payments every month. And so we don't have a payment collection system. So this kind of feels like the bill collector and it's the worst, but It's helpful just to go in and say, hey, did your card expire? Let's get this back to good standing. Sometimes if we need to cancel them, like we have procedures and workflows if they're two months behind, three months behind. And we have been able to recoup. I cannot tell you how many people have just forgotten to update their card or didn't realize they still owed you money. And so just this simple having this in here once a month to make sure all your invoices are sent out up to date and sending reminders on payments. And we don't do it in a way like, hey, pay your bill. Like, geez. (laughs) It's like, hey, did your card expire? And they're like, you know what? It did. I'm so sorry. You know, and so it's just helpful to send out those reminders. So that is step number six. Every single month, we want to make sure we're sending out invoice and payment reminders. That's good. Can I just insert a personal opinion about that? (laughs) I am a firm believer, like, money is so personal to everyone. And so like this step six, like sending a reminder, like even for me, it can feel icky because I'm like, oh, I don't want to make somebody feel like they have to pay me even though they do need to pay me. But I just don't want to cause any awkwardness between us. Literally, I'm so thankful for auto pay with this is not a plug for Dubsado, anybody. You can do this with your own CRM system as well. But just I'm thankful for auto pay. I'm thankful for those like 
payment reminders that you can set up on the back end. And you can even have, like you said, like a canned email that takes your emotion out of it. And it's Mm -hmm. just, hey, just a reminder without getting personal about it or taking it personally or being offended or whatever. I'm so sensitive. I hate that about myself. No, I mean, sending out, it feels like you're a bill collector and it's not very fun. Yeah. You know how to automate things. You know me and I'm like, so not tech savvy, but we actually worked through with clients, our one-on-one clients. We don't do a lot of one-on-one work anymore, but all of our clients are set up on auto pay through Debs Auto because it's easier for the client. And we did not want to have to remember to send out invoices. So we set up that system in Debs Auto as well. It was so helpful. So I'm a big advocate. Anytime you can automate anything. Like, no, we're speaking the same language. Automate it. And then we don't personally have enough subscriptions that are behind to justify paying a service to collect payments. But there are a lot of services like Gravy is one of them that a lot of my peers use to collect payments on things like student subscriptions. Yeah. Because churn rates can really affect your bottom line if you're having people drop off. So, and I haven't figured out a way to automate. We have canned emails and all that, but we still send them out. So maybe Dolly can teach me how to automate that. (laughs) Well, if there's anybody that's listening to this episode and you want to create something like gravy, that is like a more affordable version of gravy. Hey, let us know. Let Dolly know. She's the workflow queen. Yeah, so we just have very few, like five or less a month typically. So for us, it just made sense to keep it in-house and send out. We have pre-written emails. And honestly, our community, just so wonderful. I think it's all in how you say like, hey, uh (laughs) uh-oh, we got to get this paid. And they just take care of it. But if you have any kind of product payment plan, I think just knowing and assuming there are going to be some that drop off. Yes. That is a good reminder to everyone. Hey, so from there, yes, we're in seven. Yeah. Fill out your income and expense tracker. Okay, so this is personal to the Blueprint model, but we have this spreadsheet. It's incredible. Every single year, I teach my students, I teach anybody who will listen, to create a money plan for your business. So this is just a big forecast in your business of, okay, how much do I need to sell? How much do I have as far as budgets? Like how much can I spend on travel this year? How much can I spend on education this year? And that, this big form will tell you, okay, how much can I pay myself? It's this beautiful document I call your money blueprint. You can look at it every single year and know, here's my goals financially. And I know it just becomes a math problem. If I sell what I need to sell and I don't overspend, I will always be able to pay myself. That's something I hear so much. Dolly, how you said how to take a paycheck from your business is actually pretty scary to start taking a consistent pay because income always will fluctuate no matter what type of business you're in. And so if I can teach people how to like, we're going to reverse engineer those numbers. How much do you need to make? How much do you need to sell knowing that money plan? So we create this big, beautiful money plan. But I always tell people, why don't I create this money plan, stick in a drawer, and then forget about it for the whole year? So I created for my students in the Blueprint model this spreadsheet called the Income and Expense Tracker. And this is a really cool way we can put in our money plan. So we have kind of our blueprint for the year, our goal. And then we want to put in actually what we're spending. 
So that's each month we go in and just put in what's actually what we actually sold, what we actually spent. And it's really neat because it tells us if we're tracking towards our goals or it's like, hey, alert, like you've spent a lot on education this year or you've really spent a lot on travel. Watch that doesn't say that. We see it in the spreadsheet negative or it's really close or only have this much left. So it's just a really helpful way. You worked really hard to create this forecast, this money plan, this blueprint for the year. Let's stay on track with that every single month. So that's what I look at, that income and expense tracker number seven, is just to really make sure, how am I tracking for my goals? Am I overspending in any areas? It's this amazing way. Like, have you ever got to the end of the year? I know some listeners have, so just know you're not alone. I hear this from my clients all the time. You get to the end of the year and you're like, I made how much money? What? That's one response. The second response, where did all that go? Where did all that money go? I didn't even see myself or like, where did all that money go? And so having this beautiful plan, which again, we can do in one day a month. I know exactly where my money went. And then I always follow up with the question, is that where you want it to go? Because we have the power to, we have a lot of control over how we spend our money, Mm -hmm. have less control maybe on how much we can sell, but to forecast well and to know how to set realistic but optimistic goals. That's what I really want to teach people how to do. But this plan just ensures, okay, hey, you know what? I need to really watch how much I'm eating out. I need to take fewer trips to the coffee shop, darn it. But being able to make those small tweaks each month is so much better than getting to the end of the year and realizing, wow, I wasn't able to fund that vacation because – I drank too much coffee. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's what that step number seven, look at the plan and it's like track. How are we doing towards our big year plan with that income expense tracker? Can I share one thing? Like I'm talking so much. Oh no, I love it. I'm learning so much alongside everyone. Like it's a good reminder for those. I know a lot of creative business owners follow this podcast, especially a lot of photographers. And I have a background in photography as well. And Like after I went through VPM and I followed this, I started tracking what I was spending during my busy season because my busy season for family photography is traditionally end of August to beginning of December. I'm like constantly on the move every weekend is booked. But I was making so much money. And then at the end of the year, Shanna, like what you said, like where did all that money go? Mm -hmm. And so I finally started tracking it. And I'm just going to throw out a random number. Let's just say, I'm trying not to be dramatic. Like, let's say $400 one month went to eating out between sessions or like I had a session in the morning. So I got lunch somewhere and then I had a session that afternoon. So I took myself out twice, but then I was doing that like 10 times a month. And I was like, wow, I could just pack something for myself. I could just do something to go. I don't have to go to, I don't know, chicken salad chick every time. I don't know. This is just an example. But it really was eye-opening for me. And I could have been using that money to like either put into savings for overhead or save up for a computer yeah. or save up for something else. So Yeah. I mean, it's the same, Dolly, your experience. I've, I have done this myself. I always want people to know like in when I worked in finance and I think a lot of business quote unquote gurus or the old school business would say like you have the whole, you have to spend money to make money or yeah. we were taught 
If you take people to lunch, they're more likely to buy from you. And then the whole idea of like, oh, it's okay. It's a business write-off. That gets people in so much trouble. And it's not just business. It's personally as well. We oftentimes sacrifice long-term goals for immediate conveniences. Yes. And when you become more aware, and that's the whole goal of the money date, is just to stay on top of your finances so you're more aware of where your money is going so you can be like, hey, you know what? I don't want to spend $400 a month on chicken salad chick. I'm going to pack my lunch <laughs> and I'm going to instead put that $400 towards saving for a computer, whatever. Like, how empowering is that? So I have one story I want to tell if we're okay with time. Yes, please do. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it was a student of mine in the blueprint model and she owned a event planning business and they did some flowers. So event planning and she took the program. She started, she had $30,000 in debt on a business credit card. And she said, Shanna, this is the last year. Like if I don't pay this off, I'm not sure my family is going to want me to keep going. Like it was a pretty dire situation for her. So $30,000 on this business credit card. So she went through the blueprint model and the program. I have everybody look at, okay, where's your money going? Mm -hmm. Is that where you get to go? And she said, I realized she was spending over a thousand dollars a month on Chipotle. She said, my biggest line item in my business was my taco bowl consumption and because it was a very similar thing. She would have her whole team there. They were working on these events. They were prepping. So she was buying lunch for the whole team all the time. And it wasn't factored into her pricing. So it was just coming out of her budget, her profitability. And so she made a simple tweak. And within nine months, she was able to pay off that $30,000 credit card. Oh my gosh. Nine months Chipotle. of starting that. And she, we laugh. She called, we call it her Chipotle moment. And so we're always like, what's your Chipotle moment going to be? What is that simple tweak of yeah. we have so much more oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes we have so much more money than we realize yes. just going to simple conveniences because we're busy. We're tired. I mean, I don't want to cook again, personally and in the business, yes. that it's like if we could just make a simple tweak, awareness is the key to change is what I always say. So That's so good. Oh, Chipotle moment. I love it. <laughs> Chipotle moment. My husband and I love Chipotle. We love it so much. We had it catered at our wedding, like the night before our wedding, we catered it to all of our guests. So Chipotle is big in our in the DeLong household for sure. That's awesome. Well, hey, you had your own Chipotle moment, but yeah. with chicken salad chick, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is fun. All right, so we have 10 total steps. We're about to hit eight. Step number eight. So we're almost there, guys. Yeah. For everyone listening, we're almost there. Number eight, this is one of my favorite steps. I feel like. A lot of the previous steps are about data entry, kind of the duty yeah. of finance, like the have to do's. This is when we flip over to what my role is and when I teach all my students that their new role is as the CFO of your business, get into, into the strategy side. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love that little switch. So number eight is to create and prep a cash flow plan for the upcoming month. I do this in my business and personally. A cash flow plan is a really simple way to get a snapshot of your money and your cash and if you can pay yourself in the upcoming month. So as I mentioned, 
I have all my students create this big master plan for the year, your blueprint. Like what are your goals? What are your budgets? All of that. But each month, cash flow fluctuates. Like you said, Dolly, you might be in high seasons and low seasons. And what I often see in personal finances and in business, it's like when you're in your high season, you have so much money coming in. But what happens? Your expenses ramp up. And so when people get in low seasons or lean times, I don't have any cash reserves. And so cash flow is a big part of our business. So a cash flow plan is a simple way to look at. You just input what's the starting balance in my bank account. What are all of the expenses I anticipate coming out? So if I have a credit card bill due or if I need to pay my virtual assistant, you can look at, we track kind of what is our overhead every month. So we know every single month kind of what our overhead is. What is overhead? What am I going to pay myself or what do I hope to pay myself? All those are deductions. So we start with our beginning balance, all of our anticipated expenses. And then do you have any money coming in? Do you have any final payments from clients? If that's how your contracts are set up. For me, we have monthly subscriptions. So we know how much people are on payment plans or monthly subscriptions. So we kind of know and can anticipate how much income is coming in. And then you just a simple math problem, addition, subtraction, how much money do we have left over? And if it's positive, you're like, great. If it's negative, that's where you get into a situation where, okay, how many clients do I need to book this month? Can I run a sell if I have a product shop? What do I need to do to make sure I'm cash flow positive every single month? So it's just a simple way for anybody who has struggled to pay themselves in the past or is afraid of taking that consistent paycheck. This cash flow plan, I think, gives a lot of security and comfort in knowing like, okay, I can pay my bills. (laughs) I know what's going on. And what's great is once you do this for a while, we know we need $15,000 or whatever the number is in our bank account at the beginning of every single month to pay our bills, pay ourselves. Like we know our number. And so it gives a lot of peace of mind in an ideal world. You would have three months of expenses. I mean, again, that's an ideal world in a real world. I just want to make sure I can make it through the next month. (laughs) We used to run our business on when we launched the blueprint model back in 2016, it became a, and has been ever since the number one revenue stream in our business. And we would run it once a year for a long time. And so we knew that when we launched the blueprint model, we had to basically live off that money in the business and personally for a year. And so if you know your offers, they might not be structured where you're receiving steady income every single month. I'm sure Dolly with photography, you are no, you have high seasons and low seasons. And so when you can start seeing those patterns of like, I'm about to get a bunch of cash. I need to save it for six months. It needs to last me for a year, however long. It's just really helpful to plan out the cash flow. So that's step number eight, plan your cash flow for the month. And I do this personally and for the business. Okay. Just two more steps. All right. Number nine, my favorite step ever is review progress toward your goals. So as I mentioned, we create this big money plan for the year. We call it your blueprint. It's like a master plan for your money. Well, we have to track how we're going towards that. And so how are you doing towards your goals? If you want to book 
20 clients for the year. How many do you have booked? Like just sit down and look at how you're doing. Same with expenses. Look at where your spending's going. Is there anything that's too high, too low? Hey, let's take a trip. It's just really helpful to check in on a monthly basis of how you're doing and not get to the end of the year and realize, wow, I made a lot, but I spent too much. Or, oh man, if I just pushed a little bit harder or run a different sale or came up with a mini sessions or something, I could have hit my goal. So again, awareness is the key of change. Sit down every single month and just review progress towards your goal. Are you tracking towards the numbers you created at the beginning of the year? When I create this money plan, and this is what I teach all my students to do, I create it once for the year and I don't change it. Will the year look exactly as planned? No, absolutely not. But it's this really cool picture of, okay, what did I want to achieve? And did that change throughout the year? Sometimes I've set a lofty sales goal and was like, you know what? I have my daughter and I want to take more time off or, you know, and so I think in business so often success is tied to revenue. How much did you make personally or how much did the business make? This year, I actually sat down like last week and thought, and I've said this for years, you know, revenue should not be your determinant of success. If revenue is going up every year should not be your determinant of success because sometimes like you, Dolly, you take a significant time off and maybe your revenue won't go up this year. Maybe your revenue won't go up this year, but how much are you making per hour is kind of what I look at. How much did I pay myself? How many hours did I work? Right now I'm working part-time. And so if I'm making more per hour, I think that's a really cool, I'm like, wow, good job. You know, I worked half the amount of time and made the same amount of money. That's a pretty good success story. So that was just a side note for anybody who cares. <laughs> okay, so review progress towards goal. And step number 10, last but not least, is to scan, file, and shred any paperwork. Just almost like money date over, pat yourself on the back, just clean it up and move on. So to first scan or file. So technically with the IRS here in the United States, we need copy of receipts. So there's a ton of apps that do this now, but if you have any physical receipts, you can scan those in, in a system. You can just keep them all in a folder on your hard drive. In QuickBooks, you can actually attach it as a file. I don't do that. It's an extra step. I don't always do that. If I receive an invoice or bill from somebody, I usually do, but that's an extra step you can take. I'm sure Wave does the same thing, but you can just keep all those in a file. So if you just scan them all at once, and I have a quick scanner I got off Amazon, just scans them all, and then you just file them. It's really helpful. And then shred. So I know people are always scared to shred, but shred any financial documents, personal information, just go ahead, file them or shred them if you don't need to keep them. So it just feels good. It's a clean slate start the next month. And those are my 10 steps to complete an effective monthly money date. Wow, Shanna, these are amazing. And this was a masterclass. Like seriously, thank you so much for pouring so much wisdom into this episode. And I firmly believe these are extremely actionable and doable for anyone listening. And I I think I'm going to reassess my own money date plans for myself. I will be honest with everyone listening. I have gone a little behind on my finances, like 
these steps for myself just with maternity leave. So I am a few months behind. So I need to restart it as soon as I get my brain back from these. I'm sure so many people listening are, hey, I've been there too, but it's hard in December. Yes. What was that for in January? So as soon as you're able, and that's why in our community, we do this monthly together because it's like, we need that accountability. So find someone you can stay accountable to because inevitably, and I know Dolly, you know this with any kind of systems or workflow, it's easy to put off these somewhat tedious tasks. Yes. So you're not alone, I'm sure. (laughs) It is hard. Oh, can you, I am going to let you do a little plug. Now that you shared like these 10 steps with us, can you unashamedly just do a big plug for the blueprint model? I really want you to talk about it because it's changed so many creative business owners life. And I really want people to be pointed to that direction. And do you mind talking a little bit about your online membership as well? Because that's been very beneficial for me as well. Okay. I'm excited. So the blueprint model is my signature program. It is a business finance course for entrepreneurs. It is a foundational, essential program that teaches what I believe every business owner needs to know to understand the finances of their business. My goal isn't to make anyone a CPA or a CFO. My goal is to teach you what numbers to look at in your business so you can make strategic decisions moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot, if any education out there, that's solely back to the basics. There's a ton of great content on scaling or no matter what business you have. That's the biggest question I get. Will this work for my business? No matter what business you have or where you live in the world, you have to know how to price for profit. As an entrepreneur, you're not getting, unless you bought a franchise, you're not getting a set standard of here's your offer, here's the price. So that's what we do very early on. What are your offers? What are your price? And any business owner, we've had people 15 years in business go through this because these foundational pieces Oftentimes you're running, you're getting out there, you're kind of throwing spaghetti on the wall, doing all the things. So you got to go back to the basics and understand the fundamentals of your business. So the blueprint model is a fully written program. It's self-paced. You can do it in your own time and understand the business essentials to grow a business, not only for profit, but aligns with your life value. That is a big part of the blueprint model is identifying what type of business you want. I always joke, I can teach anybody to make a million dollars and I truly believe that. But what is more important is that you're happy when you get there. And so we talk a lot about what season of life are you in? What are your big goals financially? You might not want to have a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure business. You get to decide your level of success. So the blueprint model is like my business child. I love it. I'm so honored anytime someone joins the blueprint model because I truly want to empower every business owner to understand your business at a fundamental level. And what's great about that is then you then know how to outsource. Okay, I'm ready to outsource a bookkeeper. I'm ready to outsource these other things. I feel empowered to pay myself or to hire a team because you know your numbers. You know what numbers to look at what they mean, and if you're profitable. And so that is the Blueprint Model. It is an amazing program. We have six core building blocks that all build upon each other. If if you're here in the South, you might 
it's kind of like Dave Ramsey's baby steps for personal finance. I've never done Dave Ramsey's program, but I know people are very familiar with like the 12 baby steps of personal finance. So for us, it's the six building blocks of business. It's the key pieces that every business needs to have to have a firm foundation. And so you'll walk away with your one-year money plan. You'll know, have a pricing formula to understand if all of your offers are profitable. And I think Dolly, for you, like you said, you'll just feel empowered Mm -hmm. to understand what you can and can't do. Can I take a paycheck? Can I take a maternity leave? I want to have a month-long trip in, where was it, Montana? Montana, yeah. I want to take a month in Montana. Dolly, I remember when he emailed me about that. I was like, yes. Yeah, it was so wonderful. How awesome that you got to do that and you felt comfortable and confident. So everybody take it. It's truly, I believe in this program so much and we want to get it in the hands of anybody who wants to start a business, has a business, because once you have these key fundamentals, Truly, you can start any business. You can run any business. And that's what I love. This isn't a topical program. It's not like how to have an online course or how to be a photographer. All those are incredible programs. But what I've seen is most entrepreneurs have multiple types of businesses. Even Dolly with you, you started with photography. Mm -hmm. Now you're doing systems education and with Subsado and all kinds of systems and workflows education. Like that's most entrepreneurs. It's not going to be one business forever. And I want to teach you these skills that will go through any business. So with that, we've done that since 2016. I wanted to create a space for this amazing community of like-minded entrepreneurs. Because I think that's the thing that's really special about the Blueprint model. It's not just how can you make more money and climb the ladder of your own success. Yeah, It very much is how can your business align with the life you want. And so we created this community of very kindred spirits. I think it's one of a kind of entrepreneurs really seeking the same goal in their own way. Yeah, And so I was like, how can we keep this together? Because money isn't something... You learn once and you're done. Yeah. It is the money date. You have to stay consistent with it. You're looking at your numbers every single year you create a plan. So we are beta testing right now this program called the Money Club. And it's been incredible. We launched it about eight months ago. We're still beta testing it with our students only, but it's a it's a community, really a mastermind designed to keep us on track, number one, with our money, accountable, number two to stay on track with your money, to almost have like a financial advisor on call and this amazing group of entrepreneurs to bounce feedback on because we now have hundreds of students in it. I don't know everything. I know enough about a lot of things to be dangerous, but there's other photographers in there. There's other digital entrepreneurs in there. And so it's just become this really beautiful place where we can talk about money openly and freely and ask questions and just grow our businesses together. So that's being beta tested right now. But if you join the Blueprint model, you get to be a part of the money club and test it out for a set amount of time and see if you want to join it. So it's kind of like a backdoor entrance into the money club. So my goal truly is just to help more people understand their money at a deep level And whether it's personal finance, business finance, because truly that gives our family so much freedom Mm -hmm. in knowing what we need to make. And it's allowed us to take road trips or work part-time right now with my daughter. And if I can help more people do that, that's absolutely my goal. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much again for sharing 
so much of your wisdom, like more about the money club, more about blueprint model. And for those who are listening, I want you all to know that I've inserted all of these links in the show notes. So if you are wanting to get on the blueprint model waitlist, get on it because I know it's opening up really soon when this podcast episode releases and check out Shanna's website as well. And then Shanna has an amazing freebie. Do you want to talk about your profitability playbook with the audience? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a 35 page ebook. I've given feedback that it's better than a paid offer. So y'all go get it. (laughs) It's called the Profitability Playbook. It's a really neat resource. I worked really hard on it to help you identify where you are in your business Mm -hmm. and what your best next steps should be. So if you're starting out kind of what should I start with? Let's license the business. Let's get a business bank account. Just some simple steps. Even if you're five years in business, it's helpful to be like, oh, wait, I didn't do those original steps. So is this playbook that walks you through what you should be doing to set your business up for success financially, kind of at that fundamental level? It's called the Profitability Playbook, and it's 35 pages. It's totally free. And I hope it's really helpful for people. And it's in the show notes, everyone. So check it out. And then finally, Shanna has an amazing podcast called Consider the Wildflowers. And so if you are, well, obviously you're listening to this podcast, so you are a podcast listener. So I would say subscribe to that podcast as well and listen in on conversations that Shanna has with other very successful business owners who like are peeling back the curtain and showing you behind the scenes that nobody really talks about in business. And it's quite amazing and eye-opening for me. And anyways, yeah, check out Consider the Wildflowers and subscribe to it. After this episode ends, go and find it, please. And again, it's in the show notes. (laughs) Well, I don't even know. Like, we've literally hit the hour mark, and this has been a great masterclass. And I just want to say thank you so much again for coming on. I know you have a lot you're working on this week. So thank you so much for coming. Dolly, I love spending time with you. This truly has brightened my day and just been so good. I'm grateful for you and honored to get to call you a friend and a student. It is such a privilege to get to do what I do. I get teary-eyed about it, just knowing with you and little babies at home, that truly is why I do what I do. So thank you for asking me to come on. It's been such an honor. Awesome. Thank you so much. And for everyone that's listening, again, check out the show notes for everything that we mentioned. And as always, I hope you all have a magical and streamlined week. You amazing muggles you. So I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at Dolly DeLong Education over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.